special guest. His name is Tyler Hates Life. Yes, Tyler Hates Life. What is up, man? <laughs> What's up, dude? Yo, I just want to say I appreciate you hopping on the podcast to the listeners out there. Um, Tyler is an Army Ranger, but a Christian rapper and an artist. And uh, look, I just want to say thanks for hopping on, man. I really appreciate it. Um, just thank you for yeah, the opportunity to interview you and, um, you know, just hear about your life, man. Allow God to speak through you. So, yeah, no, absolutely. You got, yeah, man. You got anything before we get into it? Uh, nah, dude, you're good. All right, dude. Well, hey, I'm, I'm going to pray real quick and just, you know, um, a lot of spirit just speak through both of us. So let's go. Absolutely. Let's go. Heavenly Father, we're just thankful for you. Thankful for this opportunity. Um, we just lift up um, Tyler and I to you, Lord. Just speak through us. Just give us the words and conversation and uh, just power of your name to just make a difference to the listeners and to the world for your kingdom, God. Um, just give us the words to speak to bring honor and glory to you and your son, the Holy Spirit, Lord. We love you. We're thankful for you. We're thankful for just the uh, technology and opportunity to do this. Jesus, I pray. Amen. So, Tyler hates life. I'm just. I'm not going to keep saying that the whole time. But <laughs> how you doing, man? Before we get into this, I want you to tell us about your name, your 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 artist name. Yeah. So. uh you want me to tell you like how how I came up with it and all that stuff too? Yeah, man. Whatever you all think. Right, cool. Seriously. Okay, so uh yeah, my so my, my my name on all platforms is Tyler Hates Life. Uh part, so let's see, I was I had a I had a tough childhood and everything. A lot of and, and honestly it was probably no worse than what a lot of people that follow me have had, but I mean, you know, we live in a, we live in a corrupt world. And so I, I had a tough childhood when I was 18, my mom died from an overdose. And then, uh, I, you, sorry, man. Uh, no, it was, no, it's all good. And then a few years after, and I'll get, I'll talk more about that in a, in a little bit too. And a few years after I joined the army, uh, I was deployed, I was deployed to Afghanistan in 2018 and, um, I just, I just saw the way that people were living there and stuff. And then in that time, I actually got a phone call too, from my stepmom at the time saying that my, her and my dad were getting a divorce. Cause my dad, Dang. my dad had some, he, he did some stuff or whatever, but like, I don't know. It was, I just remember I had a, I had like one friend who was really, a great friend to me in the army and we went through a lot of the training together and I remember him tell like we would read the Bible together like each night and everything and we were talking about this verse one time and uh he had a very different way of looking at life and I remember him just talking about how he one time he told me he hated his life and I and I was it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, bro, don't, don't say you hate your life, man. Cause like, yeah. Cause I was like, Jesus, like, dude, like, even though it's hard and everything, like Jesus loves you, bro. Like all this stuff, honestly, the same way that people react to my name. And, uh, he, that's when he took me to the scripture and he was like, he was like, honestly, man, uh, in John, Jesus is, this is right after Lazarus is, uh, risen from the dead. And he's talking to the Greeks. I believe don't, 
hold me on that, but I, I believe it's the Greeks. And he's talking to them and he says, anyone who loves their life will lose it, but anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. And so I went through and I read the whole chapter and I read the whole, I've read the whole book of John multiple times, but what's interesting is that's not only in John, it's math. It's that verse, John twelve twenty five is there is like a version of it in Luke and in Matthew. I, I know for a fact there's a version of it in Luke. I think there's one in Matthew as well, but um, I just remember being deployed and all this. It felt like my life was already torn apart before I even went. And then I went there and then I got that phone call and then looking around at the world at that time. And, and just, I don't know, man, it just puts you, there's people like over in Afghanistan, there was people living in like in dirt, man, like, like in mud, yeah. huts, like in mud huts, like, and I just like, I'm like flying over these like tiny little towns of people that do not have what we have at all. And just thinking about how much we complain about and, uh, all this stuff going wrong with my life at the time. And I think I just, I hit this point where I was like, you know what, man, like I really don't care like about anything this world can offer me. I, I, I really don't. And I, cause at the time I, I had just become an army ranger. So I already felt, I felt a sense of accomplishment and I, and what was funny NF talks about it actually in his uh, album, the search where he, yeah. it's, it's in that little interview and he's, He's saying he had a number one hit and he was he crying was like, on the floor. Yeah. And he was like, if this is what it feels like, then I don't even want to live anymore. And, and that's actually kind of what I felt like. Cause I was like, man, I'm an army ranger right now. I literally have achieved a, a lifelong dream. And literally the only thing that came from it was a worldly like pride. That, yeah. Status. That it just like went, it just like went out the window so quickly and I think I think that was actually part of why God led me in that, to that season of my life. Like I I think my the biggest reason I became a ranger was honest to God was preparing me for for what is to come with music because like the the message I'm bringing with music it's more than just the music. It's it's just it's a, like last night I did a show and there was a lady who who had buried her daughter because her daughter had committed suicide Man. and. And this, I, I have a song called Angels Don't Cry about my mom and I sang it live and, and it just touched that lady to a point where she was just bawling. And I was just like, man, this is, this is the love though, that Jesus has called me to give to the world, you know? And, and I think that the humbleness though, that comes like in those situations, like me, I've met so many people who are like at at the point where like, yeah, my, like my TikTok's starting to catch a little traction. Like yeah, the success is coming and stuff. And I've met so many people who let that get to their heads. But what's interesting is that I succeeded a long time ago by becoming a ranger. Like I, I, I achieved one of my dreams early on in my life, you know? And, and I think that I needed to do that because it was preparing me to not let to not let the success go to my head when it came, because like, this is only the beginning. Like I grew, I grew a, like 130,000 followers in two months on TikTok. Like I, I Dude, just that's talked, amazing. I just talked to a guy the other day. So I, I, I'm like planning on more t- of it to just continue to come, you know, but, but kind of making sure I keep my head in the right place because what I never want is someone to think that 
I think I'm better than them or any of that crap because that is that's the first way to not be able to share the love of Jesus with somebody. Like that's Amen. the first step. And th- there's two things that Jesus said, like love your love your neighbor, love love God. Like that's the two that's the two commandments. And oh, love God, love your neighbor. That's the order. But but like that's kind of, that's what I've figured out is like I may not be the smartest. I may not know how to interpret the Bible perfectly and stuff, but what I what I can interpret is those two commandments. You know, and if you can do Amen. that, if you can do those two things, you got you got like 90% of Christianity down. Like that's all you got to do, you know, is is just love love God and love people. And uh I th- that's kind of I know that was a long explanation, but it No, dude, I loved it, man. It's dude, just like Thank you. Yeah, Tyler Hates Life just has such a Man, it's just it's just I don't know. It's it's probably it's it's beyond me. It's not even about me, man. Like it's it's really to me it's the gospel. Like it, it really is like it's it's saying it is a interpretation of like what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be I don't live for this world, I live for Jesus. Like nothing no, there's no success in this world. I I know multiple famous people and it and the the one thing I've learned from every single one of them is that no matter how famous you get, your life can still suck. <laughs> like, dude, I think I think you can look at um, really tons of famous people who aren't Christians and just see how um, they're constantly looking for something that satisfy like likes, views, uh, fame, money. Absolutely. It just doesn't. It never never satisfies them. You know, it never satisfies uh, them. Man. There's yeah, a lot. Like, there's a lot of them that'll like. They may not. They may not admit to Jesus being the fix to it all. But there's a lot of them that will agree that the fame and the money and all that stuff, none of it fixes anything. Yeah, dude. You know it's funny. Um, I don't know who said this, but a lot of them wish that they could go back to not being uh, famous and not yeah. having the money. Um, I think J Cole. You know who J Cole is. I, um, yeah. he's a, he's a, uh, just a regular rapper. He doesn't really rap anything good. So I'm not like promoting him, but in one of his songs, he was talking about how, uh, like if he, if he could go back to living on the, living in the house without like the, sh- the street violence, then he would, you know, it was, it's never about, it was never about being the fame for him, you know? And I think he just really understands like, the fame, dude. The fame and the likes and the view, dude, just never satisfies. the The best, um, the best, the best of everything, never really just, just satisfies, man. You know, your name, Tyler hates life. Uh, in that verse, like, if you want to have, like, if you hate life, you'll have eternal life. You know, um, yeah. dude. I just, I love the name, dude. I, I'm thankful that you even shared it. Like, dude, I, I think that's a. Like regardless of you're saying that was a long explanation, nah, man, that was awesome. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what life is about, right? Real quick. Yeah. Last night I was at a show at my show, like I said earlier, and where was it? While it it was, what'd you say? Where Where was the show? If you don't mind asking, it was in Columbus. uh, Columbus. It was It was a house show, and so far Sounds was actually recording it. I don't know if you know who they are, but they have like 1.3 million subscribers on YouTube. They're like a really big they're similar to like Tiny Desk concert or like, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Tiny Desk, but like, no man, yeah, you, cool. you'll have to go check them out though. But they're they're like pretty big, and I'm really excited about it. But, um, they, 
Yeah, they were there. But anyways, to me, the the show was awesome. The art was cool. I like I love singing for people. I love helping people. But while I was doing all of it, my wife was sitting on the ground in front of me. And she was the only girl that I really could see because I love her more than anything. And there was up there were so many other girls out like out there, but like my wife's the only one I could see because I'm in love with her. Um my two of two of three of my sons, one of my sons is my stepson and he goes back and forth from his dad's uh one week on, one week off. And then so yeah. two of my sons were there. My sons are running up onto the stage and laughing and playing while I'm singing to this crowd. And one of my sons actually came up and sang a song with me. Like to me, so that's and, awesome. And I'm, I'm saying this because life, that's life right there. Like fathering my kids, like all this music stuff, every single thing, it'll all pass away. But the only thing that I really like, like the, the thing that I can directly affect is, is my children and my, and being a good husband and a good father, my, you know, being a good husband and my wife, being a good uh, father to my children. That's between those, those like between my wife, my kids and, and Jesus, man, like that, that's living right there to me. And like, I don't know what it's crazy because I'm not even like, I, I'm not anywhere near as, as big as what everyone, like what people are always chasing, but I feel like I have tapped into a happiness that, that I, I genuinely think there's not many famous people who are as happy as I am. And Look, man, the, that's a great place to be. Seriously. Yeah. No, the funny part though, is that my name's Tyler hates life. And so when people see me smiling all the time, they're like, what the heck's wrong with this guy? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. I remember the first time I listened to one of your songs. Um, I was like, man, because I was just uh, letting stuff play, you know. Like, I, I listened to your genre a lot. I was like, man, this song's sick, you know. I was like, man, who is this guy? And I think it was Armies. Or, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I might be wrong, but I was like, Tyler hates life. Man, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't hate life, you know. And, yeah, uh, yeah I started looking into you, looking up your stuff. And dude, I was like, man, this guy, this guy is really – like making a difference, you know? And yo, uh, with that being said, how'd you even get into music? And like, I know that you kind of, I know you make, um, I know you make your own beats. Um, I know in some of your songs, you even talk about making your own beats on your iPhone and iPad. Um, can you like kind of go into detail a little bit about that? Um, and how'd you become so passionate? Yeah. So this is, this is a, Honestly, I love this question because, all right, so I was sep- I was 16, and I just, one summer, I just didn't have anything to do, and honestly, my dad had a guitar. I started just playing with my guitar a little bit. I started learning a little bit, and it was really just a thing I was doing. Like, it wasn't anything serious. I just, I thought it was fun. It was cool. I started going at it. Um, I played it for like a year or so. I got good and good and. I wasn't passionate about it though. At that point, I didn't become passionate about it until my mom died. Okay. When my mom died, music became the way that I, it, it, it was, it just, it was a way that I, I released my emotions that the way that I talked about what was going on inside of me and the passion came through that. And, and that's uh that's soul, you know, like that's how, that's how soul is created. This world is, this world is, uh, it's corrupt. It's ran by the enemy. And, you know, uh, that's, that's just, that's what music did for me. And in the hardest time of my life, uh, music was there and I was able to kind of 
pour your emotions into it. Pour my emotions into that. And yeah, so like that's how I became passionate about it. Uh, I got in, yeah, I got into music. I got into music just randomly, just wanting, wanting to do it. And I think I saw a few concerts. Uh, let's, let's see. Like I I went and watched Lecrae a few times. Uh, I went like, I loved seeing Lecrae. I loved, this was like, man, this was a long time ago. There was a thing called rock the desert in Midland, Texas. And I would, cause I'm from Austin, Texas. And okay. I, would, I would go, I went to that like every year and I saw Lecrae multiple times. Uh, I've actually never seen Andy Minio, which is interesting, but uh, I remember watching Anthem lights. Uh, they're like a cover, kind of a cover. They have their own, they have original stuff, but they had cover stuff too. They were really, they were really good live, and I just loved what they were doing. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just started enjoying seeing people do that stuff. I think from a young age, because I, I always knew that I wanted to do something great. And at first, it actually started. I wanted to go play football in college and and in the NFL someday. And and honest to God, like the drive that I had. I, I honestly think if if football was what God would have called me to, I would have either got there or I'd have died trying. So yeah, <laughs> like, but uh, yeah, man. So that's kind of what what did I did I miss anything on that question? No, man, that was that was perfect. Um, I do want to kind of tie this into your testimony. Um, I know you've shared a, bits and pieces of your testimony already throughout this uh interview, but um. Like what? Like what is your testimony, and when did you give your life to Christ? Uh, and I know, like you talk about you growing your faith out there in Afghanistan when you were stationed. Can you talk about uh, just your life, like just a like kind of simplified version of when you accepted Christ, uh, how you kept growing your faith, and then just some personal times in your life where you're like, God, I don't know what you're doing. Um, I'm super confused. Um, but I'm just going to trust in, t- in you and um, rely on you. And you can yeah. share as much as you want or as little as, man. No, yeah, definitely. Uh, <clears throat> testimony-wise, just I'm, I'll, I'll try to make it as fast as possible. But I basically, when I was a kid, my my mom was uh, my mom was a kid when she had a kid. She was like 16. Okay. And and my, my dad was like, he was a little older. He was like 20 or something. Uh, at the time, it wasn't like it was now. Like now – that would like he would be in, a, in prison if that stuff happened. But at the time that wasn't like, I don't know that, I guess that was normal. I have no freaking idea, but anyway, no, you're good, man. <laughs> uh, anyways, my mom had, a ch- had me when she was 16, 17, around that age. And she was, she was just lost, man. She was a kid still. And uh, she was doing drugs. She was sleeping around with other men, all that stuff. My parents ended up getting divorced. Um, my stepmom came into the picture when I was four and she really was, she was, she was amazing to me and really got me, got me to where I'm at today. Uh, really when it comes to, man, if I didn't have her, I don't know what, what it would have looked like. Cause, cause you know, she just, she really did care about me and everything. So I'm thankful for her. And, uh, I had a good childhood, honestly, like I played sports and all that stuff. Uh, things went all right. And then, um, yeah, it wasn't until when my mom passed away. I was in high school. That's when that's when things really started getting harder. Uh, I accepted Jesus though. I accepted Jesus when I was a teenager, and okay. I remember. I, I I'm not gonna put a specific time on it just because like 
I'm a little, I'm a little like, I don't, I don't know. I think accepting Jesus is a process, bro. Like, I know that sounds weird, but. No, I, I, I know what you're saying, man. It, it's just like, I, I have a little, I don't know. I have a hard time believing that somebody just says a random prayer and then they're, then they're saved because life happens. Like, like, I don't, I don't know. I know that that may sound weird, but like, I've seen so many people who have said a random prayer and then life happens and then they're all of a sudden they just don't want anything to do with the faith at all. And, and, uh, I think that I, I think it was a process me accepting Jesus because technically I accepted Jesus when I was nine, if you want to go buy a certificate. But (laughs) when I was nine, I had no idea about what, what was to come, you know, and it wasn't until I, I was like 16, 17, I started really understanding comprehending what Jesus did for us. And then when I was 18, it wasn't, I didn't really understand true faith until I was faced with the situation that the only person I could lean on was God. Right. And so, yeah, like, man. and it, it was like this process and I don't know people, like if people heard that they might, I don't know, you know, you know how people get with the church and everything, but like, yeah, man, you know, just, you're, uh, sanctification man you know yeah. uh like i've actually heard a pastor talk about like he, he's a pastor he said that he, he believes that when he was eight years old he accepted jesus in his heart and believed but literally throughout his entire life he's continued to grow in his faith and, and truly um like as you grow in, into uh the follower of christ you are you continue to grow in your faith and you know just your belief in him yeah. um and you, you know, you're talking about like the hard times, like those hard times is what strengthens you in your faith, you know? So anyways, Hey, back to what you're saying, man, I'm not trying to cut you. No, 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 you're good. Yeah. And that might be what it is. Like, honestly, I don't think I accepted Jesus for all at nine years old, but, but I think by the time I was a teenager, I, I had absolutely accepted, accepted him. And, and then the, throughout the rest of my life, it was just kind of growing my faith, kind of like what he was saying. And that's kind of, that was my, that's still my story when it comes to, like, I'm still, I still have ups. I still have downs. I still struggle to read my Bible. I still struggle to, to drop to my knees and be praying for Jesus. You know, like, like anybody who says they don't struggle with that is, is lying, but like, and it's just because we are humans and, we have to train ourselves to be disciplined. And so it's like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but anyways, when, uh, testimony wise, like my, I lost my mom when I was 18 and that was, that was the, that's the pinnacle point in my life. That's whenever I really grew. And I, I, I grew into somebody that, um, not, not a lot of, uh, you know, like not a lot of people can comp, I guess really comprehend what it feels like to lose someone that close to you, like a, a yeah, mom, man. a mom or a dad or uh God forbid a son or a daughter like that. That is like, like losing, like when it, when it's someone that close to you, it just changes you in a way that, you know, like the, the woman who gave birth to me just isn't here anymore. And it's, and it's like, it just changed me. It changed my outlook on life. Uh, it changed my outlook on, when people are going through pain, uh, I, it gave me more empathy for them. Uh, 
just any any kind of pain not not even just like a loss or anything but like it, it doesn't matter it like i just i just remember people not being there for me and i'm and and i guess i put myself in a position where i'm like man you don't really know how someone feels about something so like just love them through it no matter what it is i mean that's literally what jesus wants you to do and uh yeah and so i joined the army um more time like my faith continued to get tested we already talked about a lot of that like a lot yeah of that man. Stuff, like went through rasp uh that was that was interesting that was a definitely a there was some hard rasp is the ranger assessment selection program man and, um it's a it's an eight-week course and it was just it was just it was really hard you know and uh the harder thing for me is that i've always been None, none of it came easy for me. Was, none of it was natural. I'm not a naturally strong or fast or any of that. That None of that. The only reason I made it through that is because I trained a whole bunch and because of God. And yeah. I'm talking like I, I before I ever went to the course, I was like rucking and running 20 miles plus a week. And like Man. I was just but I, I'm a fat body. Like currently, like I just got out. I started terminal leave. I've gained 20 pounds since I started terminal leave, just because my body, if I'm not working out all the time, my body's going to get fat. It's just the bottom line. <laughs> and, hey, I get it, dude. Yeah. So in order for me to like meet the Ranger standard, I have to be running and all that literally all of the time. And it gets pretty sh- stressful. And, and it's funny because like becoming a Ranger is actually not, it's hard, but it's not anywhere near as hard as being one. Like for five years, I literally this lifestyle. Yeah, for five years, the lifestyle is just – it's something that not not most people can even really comprehend, man. Like, even the even the worst people in, in the Ranger Regiment are, are still, like, going hard compared yeah, to – Yeah, some savages. It's just – it's just, like, yeah. It, and it's – it's just – man, it's a crazy lifestyle, dude. Like – I get I, it, man. It's, it's, I, it I, was I, a once-in-a-lifetime experience that I think grew me – in a way that I, I don't think anything else ever will. Like I, I'm just, that's a huge part of my testimony, man. Like the Ranger regiment literally made me into, uh, it just, it just made me open my eyes. Like I got a new job recently and I hear people complain about stuff and I'm like, bro, you don't know how bad it could be. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's awesome. man. I think it's awesome. You have that perspective. Um, honestly, dude, I think that just helps you, uh, just helps you with your name. You know, you're like yeah, no. Tyler hates life. You're like, look, man, like this this isn't forever. This isn't our life. Look, I, I got something waiting for me, um, in the etern in eternity. It's eternal life, you yeah. know, in the heaven. Um, well, it also, but- and also a, a cool, interesting thing was like when I was going through wrath. A, a thing I would tell myself a lot was like, whatever's happening right now, it's going to end. Like it's it's never gonna just last forever and so like if we were running and like for miles and miles i would just keep going because i was just telling myself like it's it, at some point it's gonna end i don't know when it's gonna end but it's going to end so just <laughs> keep going don't just keep going don't quit and i think about that with my life and i think about like the pain i go through like at, there there's gonna come a day when all of the hardships it, like like jesus is gonna cover it all it's gonna end like just, Amen, keep, just keep pushing like that's for anybody listening to this too like whatever you're going through right now and it may not even be my place to tell you like it, it, really anything but like 
No, man, you're on here. Say it. Hey, from experience, I'm saying, like, no matter what you're going through, just keep going. I promise you, like, it's it's going to be it's going to be OK. Jesus is going to cover it at some point. And I mean, he always does, man. He's always done that for me. So if he did it for me, he's going to do it for everybody else because I didn't deserve it. <laughs> Yo, hey, man, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, We're about to run out of time here in a second. Um, I, I got one last thing. And I can answer. Like, I can answer some questions really quickly if you need me to. Yeah, it's going to be real short. Um, okay. Can, can you just talk about, like, we got about a minute. Um, just okay. you, you were talking about how you, in a couple of songs you talked about anxiety and depression. Can you just talk about how, like, look, man, that, that's real, you know? No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, like I, I talked about earlier, uh, I, I just did a show and a lady talked about burying her daughter. And uh, the first thing she told me, she looked at me and she said, hey, the depression and anxiety is real. And my daughter, she was like, my daughter, she, you would have never thought she was upset, but she was, and, and this was the result. And unfortunately she's not here anymore. And so that's a good example right there is like, that's why I make these songs because I, I know how that feels. I actually take medicine for anxiety and depression. It's, it is a real thing. I, I have everything in life that people dream of when it comes to a family, wife and kids and all that stuff. And like, there are there are days that I genuinely just like don't want to be alive anymore. And, and I don't know why, because I have everything, but like, you know, it's, it's a mental illness. And, and that's why I make this music because I, I want want people to real, like, I want people to be able to feel like they have somebody who understands. And yeah, that's, that's really a, that's the main reason I really make music to be honest. Well, dude, yeah, I just, I really want to appreciate you getting on here and um, look, Everyone listening, go listen to Tyler Hates Life on uh, all platforms. Hey, we appreciate you, man. Yeah, thanks, man.